from the desk below. Welcome back from the desk below. I have with me one of the people who I grew up listening to. One of my most favorite verses by Amazon Fire and Squad. And ring the alarm on the album after. So if you already know who that is, I have the one and only from the legendary group MOP, my guy Lil Fame. What's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, let's start this off right, sir. Happy New Year, Fame. Same to you, brother. Yeah, it's been a wonderful year for hip-hop this year. Yeah, I'm happy you're enjoying it, man. <laughs> um, so I was always curious, Fame, too. Um, I seen you recently started going out and doing your own solo thing. Yeah, um, I'm setting up for my solo thing. Um, as you know, Billy, Billy got his solo project. He dropped, uh, he dropped the project uh, like a month or two ago for Six Pack. And now he's dropping another joint. It's called Baker's Dozen. So he, you know, he's doing the solo thing, and I'm setting up for my solo thing. I got a project with um, Sean P that I just finished up. It's called Price of Pain. I'm doing all the production. P's doing all the rhyming. It's dope. You know, I seen a Static Selector tweet about that a couple months ago, and I was like, oh, that rumor was true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we done with it. I just finished up the last joint, so things like now just sequence joint and um it's ready to go everything is set up for it it's just once i turn it in it's time to go um fam you're from brownsville brooklyn if i have my facts straight right yep um I, I was curious um fame did you meet sean price when he was a rock I, yeah i knew sean price was way back way way back yeah. you know we all came up together in this game um i knew p i knew i knew um p I know rock, I know the old boot camp, man. So we all, that's before rap. You know what I mean? Um, can you possibly you got you got, got smoother hustler, smoother hustler from up my way. Smoother hustler and trigger the gambler. A lot of good shit came out of Brownsville. Mike Tyson, I ain't Mike Tyson, you know what I mean? Shannon Briggs. Master Ace. You know what I mean? Zab Judah Zab Judah, Master Ace, can't forget Master Ace. That's one of the OGs, that's one of my OGs. Um, yeah, it's a lot of good shit came out of Brownsville. Um, so I was curious, um, Fame, you were exposed to the street life at a very early age too, but I've understand that you grew up with Billy too. Um, did you guys both start getting into the street life at the same age around up, or was it like he kind of went yeah. for yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, around the same age, man. We grew up on the same block. Yeah, because I, I, I live right across the street from Billy, but we grew up in a uh, we grew up in a uh, in a uh, what you call. Crack building, a drug building, you know what I mean? Where 
everything goes on in there. And that, and that, that was like the, uh, the epicenter of, uh, of, of, of our lives, of both our lives, you know what I mean? Do you think that everything that you experienced as a U fame molded you into the person that you are now? Of course. Of course, yep. It made, 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 us, made me tougher, made me smarter, made me know when to go, when not to go, when to chill out, you know. You learned a lot. I learned a lot from, from growing up where I was. Um, did, were you producing too at an early age too, fame? Yeah. I used to, um, see me, me growing up where I grew up, I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell, I'll tell, I'll tell the world this every time if you can't understand. I am literally a, a nerd of hip-hop music, of all music. I'm a nerd when it comes to it, alright? They don't, you don't get to see that side because all you see is the rah-rah shit, the rah-rah-rah, the hood shit, but I am a nerd when it comes to music. You know what I mean? It's just, um, like growing up, how I grew up, it's certain times that you, that you reveal that side of you because, you know, you got, you got people that want to kill you. You talking about fucking music, nobody give a fuck about no music. You know what I mean? So it's a time and a place for it. But, I do music, or, you know what I mean, I do music professionally, I do music like a champ, Yes, sir. And, um, there's also, because you have a, a unique sound when it comes to your producing noises, too. I mean, your producing sounds, too. I was curious on the very first record that you ever sampled, like, wow, I made this shit joke. Uh, <laughs> I can't, to be honest, I sampled some shit way back. I forgot what it was. I sampled, I forgot what it was, but I used fucking, uh... What was it? I used fucking large professor, large professor. I used uh, main source as a hook. Saying um, I used gangstar and main source as a hook. I had a song called The Neighborhood Hood, so I used gangstar. He'd be like little thing, think got a little thing for a stick up gang. So I used a little thing. And I used uh, large professor. What he's saying? The neighborhood hood. You know what I mean? So then, and far as, far as, far as beats, man, I was just sampling. I sampled any fucking thing. I, I used to make cause tapes back then. I didn't have the, I didn't have the, uh, the equipment. I didn't have the production equipment. Like, it wasn't professional. So I used to put it together the best way I could, which was like tape decks and maybe loop a break beat. You know, you make a pause tape. You sample a, sample a drum sound over and over, scratch a record on top of it, and then copy that. And then play that and rap on top of it. So that's how I used to, you know what I mean? And this was way before the internet, people listening. So this, he's giving away free game. Yeah, yeah, I used to do that way back, man. Um, that was the thing to do, man. You know, when I wanted to get off the block, that's what I did. I go to my boy crib, we, we make music. Other than that, I'm on that fucking block all day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that was a good, that was a getaway for me, man. And like yeah. I said, I, I always loved music, man. I, I grew up with a, with a Caribbean household. My mom played calypso and reggae music all fucking day. You know oh what wow! I mean? So all that, all that's installed in me. Yeah. Um. So there's a crazy story about Cold as Ice, and you actually finding that record in the rain, and you sampled it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's when I first bought, uh, pardon me, my man Lee's bought me the, um, the MPC 2000. I actually learned, learned on the 3000, the MPC 3000. Okay. But when I got, he bought me 2000, so we tried that out. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> um, the 2000 was more easier to get to, like, certain parts, certain pages you want to get to through the machine. 2000 was right there. 
So I was really zoned out then. So anywhere I find, I mean, I, that's a normal. Like I go to I go to my friend's house. I hear old record. I'm like, yo, can I take this? Can I? You know what I mean? My friend's parents' house or they, their mom's house. I I steal an old record. They got a record just sitting around. You can find anything off any record. Ain't no telling what you're gonna find. That's the best part about it. You know what I mean? And I found I picked up that. Um, I was walking from the label from uh, what was that? Loud Records. Walking to Loud Records. Okay. And I found um, and I found uh, I found a. Uh, there was a thing of records, like a bag of records. You know, there was a bunch of records sitting sitting out in the rain. So I just stole it in a, in a plastic bag, a Dwayne Reed bag, and I carried I took it to his home, let it dry out, and I found cold dice on it. Wow, that's a crazy story. Can you imagine if you never found that crate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they said one man's junk is another is another man uh, uh, another man prize. That's a fact, right that there. Was junk, that, was, that was that was junk to them, but it was a prize for me, you know. And it made a classic record out of it too. Thank you, man. Thank you. Oh, I pre Hey, one love, fame. I gotta say, cause like you um from MOP too. I remember the first time that my older cousin was playing Fire Squad. I was real young at the time, but when I heard it, I was like. Oh, this right here. This sounds like what you guys talk about all the time. They're like, yeah, but you, you're too young for this. So I remember yeah. actually sneaking into his apartment building when he was at work, taking that CD, and then he went over to my grandma's house. He's like, yo, does Lowe got that Fireman Squad CD? I was like, grandma, tell him I don't got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, yo, we used to do the same thing, man. I'm, like, I put somebody on, on some new music, like a Scarface, Untouchable. Oh, uh, classic. Either this morning, you know what I mean? Uh, and you, I know back then it was tapes. Yes. So I know when my tape pop, like you tie it back together, you fix it the best way you could. So next thing you know, you, you're in the car with somebody or you're at somebody's <laughs> house and they're playing the fucking, they're playing the tape. And the tape, it, it messes up where I fixed it at. So I'm like, nigga, that's my fucking tape. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, like that, like still take a tape from somebody without them knowing the shit behind their back, and they'll wind up catching it, you know, later on. But it was all love. It's not like really, it's not like really stealing. Like stealing ain't good, but you know what I mean. But like far as music, man, we rob each other for a tape, easy. Yeah. Tape CD. Hell yeah. Yo, you gave me that CD. Yo, where my CD at? You ain't give me no CD. So that shit, that shit happened a lot with us, bro. Um, fame. A lot of people always ask you about your relationship about DJ Premier, but I've been an MOP fan for as long as I can remember. The first time I've ever heard Teflon on that New Jack City verse, I was like, "Who yeah, the yeah, hell yeah. is this guy?" <laughs> it blew my mind when I heard yeah. Teflon. How did you meet Teflon? Hey, yo, Teflon, Teflon up in Brownsville with us too. Teflon up in Brownsville with us, and uh, it, it's funny, like when um. I ain't seen Teflon in a long in a long time. He was away on vacation or whatever, you know, street vacation or whatever. So when he came, by the time he came home, you know what I mean. We were, we were running around doing a um, doing a um, how about some hardcore thing or whatever, doing shows and shit. Tef, Tef, like yo, I still I spit too, nigga. So yeah, we hear, I am I hear him doing this shit, nigga. I'm like nigga. Fuck you going, nigga. You with us, nigga. What the fuck you going? <laughs> you know what I mean? From there, Chef locked in. Chef was still on papers at the time, so he couldn't move the way he wanted to. But when, once he got off papers and he, you know, he freed up, he was he was there everywhere we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and I knew I knew Chef since I was a kid too. Oh wow! So that's why the chemistry was so good together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
Okay. And we all we all grew up on the same shit. We all know the same people. We all went to the same funeral, the same bed, the same shit. And 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 also too, when you look back on it too, it creates timeless memories that will always resonate too. And some of it's even documented. Right, right, yeah. Well, nowadays you can document every fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, back then we're back then we restricted. Oh, you get it when you get it. You know what I mean? You um you actually collaborated with a few of my guests. Uh, my favorite collaboration is with you and Termology. I was wondering how that relationship came about. Yeah, Term Term is my bro, man. It was a, it was a time when um when I was doing a lot of production out in Williamsburg with my man Bob Perry. I did a lot of stuff with him, like Tang, AZ. I did a lot of camera. I did all the shit. So he used to give me a lot of work. And Term, and Term used to come through or whatever. Um, at the time, I think Bob Perry was going to sign him or whatever. But Turner used to come through and just hang out with him. You know what I mean? Not even just on music shit. Just used to come through or whatever. But I had a lot of beats that I, that I had on the side. The Turner used to be like, yo, let me get that. Let me get that. So every time he comes through, he, he snatch a beat. Next thing you know, he got a verse. He, you know, he did some shit to it. So I'm like, dad, keep that. You know what I mean? We, we just kept working from there. And we, we got a turn, turn no music too, man. He's a, he's a good dude with the music too. Like, as far as making songs and putting shit together. Because a lot of people just rap, just rap, just rap, but it's, how, it's about building a song. You know what I mean? Making a fucking composition, you know what I mean? Yeah. And Term is good at that. So we, we make we make good music together. We're speaking about doing another um, a Terminology Part 2. I don't know if that's going to be tied to it, but we're thinking about doing a, a physiology, you know, another Ooh. physiology project. Yeah, because yeah. when you guys did the first one, too, I bought that on iTunes. I was like, this shit is fire. Yeah, thank you, brother. Oh, well, I want love. We just work, man. I just work, man. I just do this. I just do this shit, man. I do this shit naturally, man. It's just whenever we go to the studio, we don't come out with shit. Put it like that. So every idea you do, you try to you try to put it down instead of holding on to it. It's like holding on to thin air. You know what I mean? Like a couple years past, you ain't did shit. So you gotta you gotta try to get it all down, man. Yeah. And that's that's the shit I'm on right now. Um, so, this is a question I always wanted to ask you, too. When you signed with G-Unit, too, I was curious, um, this is a question I always ask a lot of my guests, too. Do you have a lot of unreleased music that you just played to yourself and the world would never hear from that time? Yeah, yeah, we still, I still got a lot of music. We got a lot of shit that we haven't put out. That's just, just naturally. A lot of stuff is just like, you know, trying to pass, you never did nothing with it, but it's still a great song. Great songs. What past test of time, and I mean great music. You can, I can, you can release a great song anytime, almost anytime. When the timing is right, it's, it's good. But the, the song never dies. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't use outdated references and shit like that. You know, I just I just go the flow enough. It's just all natural. I don't try to do no no um, follow no trends or nothing like that. You know what I mean? So the music will always be up to par. As long as you ain't trend following and you know. Like, for instance, everybody say swag, you should say swag. Now, you put swag in your round now, it should sound crazy, but, right? <laughs> you know? So, I never, I, I never follow shit like that. I always do my own thing. And it's even documented, too, because I've known uh, Rockefeller's been, they were trying to sign you for the longest time since, like, 95, but you guys always kept yeah. your, you guys always kept your integrity. It's like, well, the timing isn't really right, and then when you guys did get with them, they were on top of the game. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, but it's like, that's the whole thing, man. We always ripped our brand, man, regardless. It's M.O.P. It's not like we turned to Rockefeller. We yeah, there was we always M.O.P. Part of, that, part, of their, 
they're a part of that label, but we never we never flipped it all like that, and they respected it because we just did us, and that's what they wanted from us, just to be us, you know what I mean? You know how rare that is, fame, so, though? So, that is so, so we, rare. Yeah, so we kept the integrity we kept the integrity of our brand, you know what I mean? Just being us. Um, was that the mental mentality you always came into the game with, or did somebody teach you that, fam? Nah, that's, that's the mentality we came to the game with. That's, a, that's the easiest way to come through. Like, I can't do, I can't do what other artists do. That's what. Why the fuck am I doing what they do? You know what I mean? Then I wouldn't be me. You know what I mean? You, you got artists that do what they do. Then you got MOP, and we do what we do. Yeah, is that me? And there's only one MOP. Let's get this straight, people. There's only yeah, one. There's only one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Yeah, it's a lot of people try to copy it, but it's all good. That ain't nothing but, that ain't nothing but flattery, man. It's a good thing. And, and they can't copy the real anyway. They can't copy, exactly. You can't duplicate it. <laughs> um, you've been on a lot of crazy tour stories, too, and seen a lot of crazy fights. I was curious on the most craziest party you ever went to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I won't, uh, I could say um, I won't say what label, but it was a signing party. Okay. And we're supposed to be enjoying our um, enjoying our signing to this label. And something popped off. I can't remember exactly which one. <coughs> but we wanna tear the whole fucking party up. We never <laughs> never got to perform or enjoy the party. That's how that's how easy things happen. Wow. And it's like, too, it's just had a split of a second, too, mind you, too. Yeah, 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 it happens quick, man. Um, <clears throat> I read somewhere that Eminem used to really open up for you, Jones. Yeah, Eminem, yeah, I do remember that. Uh, yeah, we did a couple shows with Aaron. A couple shows with Pun, Big Pun. Just open up and shit like that, yeah. And now look at them, right? Yeah. Uh, you never know, man. You know, you never know, man. When Do you have any special? Yeah, so oh, sorry. Go ahead, fam. No, I was just saying shout out to those both of them and rest in peace to Pun. Pun was my brother, man. Pun's a good friend of mine. Yeah, I, I, I peace a legend. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was curious too when you were coming up with uh the Saint Marksman album too. Is that is that a complication MOP album? Or is that a considered an actual MOP album? Because I noticed that with MOP, like, they love you guys overseas. Like, they really fuck with y'all overseas. Um, yeah. Very first time you went overseas. The very first time? Yes, sir. Gangstar, Gangstar brought us overseas. Oh, wow. Gangstar tour was Gangstar, Dots FX, Group Home, j Root Amateur, and MOP. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, Gangstar brought us across. What's up, bro? All right, yeah. Yeah, so um, Gangstar actually is the first group, first group to uh, to bring us overseas. Shout out to Premier, shout out to DJ Premier, Recipe School, all Gangstar Foundation. 
Rest in peace, Guru, the legend. Um, did it blow your mind that people knew your songs across overseas from all the way back then? Because, like, there was no internet back then. Uh, and, uh, it blew my mind, and also, the fucking, the, it's, I mean, that's the way, that's the, that's the way I always vision it, like, but it's, what blow my mind is that it's overseas I give it up like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we used to have, we had some, yeah, crazy, New York used to be crazy, East Coast used to be crazy, I mean, states used to be crazy, but when you go overseas and you see them know that shit word for word, and they, they got a lot of energy, and that shit makes you go more and more harder, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, it was crazy, it was crazy knowing Knowing that you could actually perform like a, like a, like a, uh, you could perform up to your potential, your full potential over there. Because they're not just laid back watching the show, they get involved. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and they actually, like, fuck with the actual, like, um, album cuts. Like, not the singles, they actually fuck yeah, with the actual exactly. album yeah, cuts. Yeah, yeah, they get involved, bro. Because it's like, it's like this, I see it like this, maybe I'm wrong. And in the state, you see an artist every fucking day. You know, you're like, oh, that's such and such over there, oh, that's such and such, yeah. But out of the country, they don't get to see the artists every day. So when they when they see the artists or the artists in, in their country or in their town, they appreciate it and they show up. They show up for the show. But they, it's a part, like, it's a lot of history that they miss. They miss, they don't get it. They're not spoiled like the states is. So when they get it, they embrace it and have a good time with it. You know what I mean? I mean, collecting, collecting vinyl for vinyl, for everything, merch, everything. They get involved, you know? Um, I was curious, like, the very first time that you ever seen your face on a vinyl, too, and it was like, wow, yo, I'm on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah, I was a great feeling. But I'm from the block, so anything, anything positive was, was, a, was a plus for me and Billy. Because we come from, we come from rough, where, you know, they didn't expect us to, to have no kind of life, no kind of career, nothing. They didn't expect us. They, you know, most most of the people I know is in jail or dead, you know what I mean? Or, or trying, struggling to stay on their feet, you know what I mean? So what we did was, was a good thing, not only for us, a handful of people that we could help out with, with us too. Especially, like, how far you guys came from To Death. Like, my favorite song off that album is Top of the Line. You killed that shit. Top of the line. You remember top of the line? Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I was... Man, like I said, man, like, I lost a lot of, man, we lost a lot of people, man, coming up, man. I got on when I was... How about some hardcore came out when I was 16. Wow. You know I mean? And from there, yeah, from there, it was people dying back to back. Like, I lost my older brother. I lost my mother. I lost my father. Back to back. You know what I mean? Then I had my son. My son was pretty mature. And then, you know, it was just struggle after struggle after struggle. You know what I mean? My son is a grown. My son is a big fucking boy now. You wouldn't think he was a preemie. But back then, <laughs> that shit was just a lot of fucking pressure on me. You know what I mean? And just um, just just getting off the block and working and recording, that shit changed our lives, man. That shit did a lot for us. And it also is the moral of the story of never giving up. Yeah, never giving up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, real, realize what you got. Realize how far. How, I mean, how much, how much you accomplish. That shit keeps you going. Keeps you pushing. Um, and it is, yep. and it also brings so much more influence into your life too. When you've seen what you overcame. Of course, of course. Thank God for that, man. 
Just like the little interlude on Positive Influences on Two Death. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know your shit. You know your <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> I was gonna say, yo, I had a, oh, because before uh, streaming sites too, I had every MOP album except for Till Death. That I had to actually like get that burnt. Yeah, that's the issue with that uh, with that project, man. But I could, um, I'm not gonna get into it. But we're oh. working on it. We're working on it. We're everywhere. Okay. Um, when you were actually, um. Oh, sorry. When you actually met Hello B2, did you realize that she was into radio at that time? Because I love you guys' relationship with Hello B. No, she wasn't actually when... Hello B was rapping hard, going hard back then. She wasn't into radio back then. When we was, um... I think the most she did was the reality TV show. That, that was like the first, one of the first reality TV shows. That was the uh, real world. That's the only... But she wasn't doing radio back then. What my kind of nigga, but I was always a fan of um, Hella B song Glock Down. Like she always, she always spit like a like a dude. I don't want to say that. I don't, I don't mean nothing by that. I don't mean nothing disrespectful by that. But she always came across like she spit harder than some some most some most male rappers at the time. You know what I mean? I give Hella B that, and you know what I mean. So we we always always had love for Hella B and respect to her music and her attitude and her delivery and everything. You know what I mean? And also, when she also killed on my kind part two, I'm not gonna say the word because I'm white. Yeah, nah, you good, brother. <laughs> my kind, yeah, my kind of nigga. Now nah, she did a thing on the part two. Yeah, we of course we invited her back. But the first, the first one was her song. So the second one, we was like, yo, let's do a part. Let's do a part. Actually, Beat Miners came through the studio back in D and D. Any, any, you're running to anybody in D and D studio from Jay Z to Nas to fucking Biggie. Anybody will walk through and you wanna make it magic with them. You know what I mean? We we always got that kind of respect for each other. So uh, B minus B minus came through when we were recording. Uh, we were recording Warriors. Okay. Warriors. I think that was Warriors. Yeah. No, was that Warriors? First Family for Life. Whatever. I, I can't remember exactly. But uh, yeah. And um, as the beat was there, and he pulled the beat up. Had the beat wrote a verse, knocked that shit out, smacked the shit out the verse. And, you know what I mean? It was dope. So we, we wound up naming it My Kind of Nigga Part 2. Oh, wow. Um, I, I like how you said D&D &D Studios, too. I, I heard so much legendary stories about that kid. But I was... D&D &D Studios was the shit, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about the sound. The shit was banging. The shit was like a hangout on a block. It's like you in a fucking... D&D &D Studios like a fucking... Like a gambling spot. Coming from Brown, like in Brownsville, you know what I mean. You got everything going on there. You got, you know, back then it was a big shit to buy. Like you could buy Phillies, you could buy Philly Phillies in the um in the vending machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. What? Vending <laughs> machine. You know what I mean? We had pool tables, dice games, everything going on, and recording recording an album at the same time. You know what I mean? Wow. <laughs> and that kind of environment too is like made some of the most classic music ever like it makes you make, make you got everything there so you you ain't gotta bust your brain everything <laughs> it ain't like these big corporate studios now sometimes I gotta take a walk and fucking get a vibe or look out the window and try to you know what I mean cause the studio's so fucking clean you can't fucking get a vibe that shit was the exact vibe everything you was talking about was right there in the studio you know what I mean so that made it easier easy for us to, uh, to record projects man come up with great albums like Warriors and shit like that um, Not only other artists as well. 
and, and you know how much people wish they can get a shout out from the late Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, big, big with my homeboy, man. Big, big with my dude. I was gonna say, uh, yeah. the very first time you ever met Big, I was curious about that. Uh, I can't remember the very, very first time. Uh, I can't remember the very first time. Probably on some some rap shit or whatever. Um, uh, no, matter of fact, nah, hell no. The very first time Big Big used to come through the hill. I remember when Big they, they brought Big through the hill and shit, and this nigga, this nigga was rapping and shit. I know, I know him from people that know him. People from my neighborhood brought him around. Okay. So I knew him from there, but I didn't know he. I knew he was, you know, he was slinging for them. Like, he was getting a little money for them or whatever, or you know, doing whatever he did over there. But when I heard him rapping, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker rap. You know what I mean? I ain't know that shit. You know what I mean? And like I said, a certain time, everybody ain't know how to rap. Everybody ain't know what the fuck I did. If you know me personally, you know what I did. But it wasn't like no, no shit like everywhere I go, I fucking freestyle and rhyme in front of people. Like I said, this shit wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. It wasn't necessary. So at, at the time when it's necessary, that's when you, that's when you do your thing. Yes. Do shit like that. Yeah. Was this around the time when uh, you got your placement for House Party Three on How About Some Hardcore? What? What? What about the placement? Was that Was that around that time? Uh, no, that was after. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I remember. Oh, bro. Um, I left my key. I'm sorry, bro. Oh yeah, no worries. No worries. Um. So, when you were actually coming up with your stage name, Little Fame, too, was that always your name from the beginning, like Fame? Uh, Fame? Yeah, I didn't hear you, bro. Oh, yeah, no, no worries. I can edit the part where you cut out. Um, I was curious, too, uh, was Fame your, always your stage name from the start? Okay. Yeah, but around but around the way on the block they call me Slap. Oh really? Slap or Little Malik, because that's my brother named Malik, so they call me Little Malik. <laughs> Slap. You know what I mean? Um so do you um tell a lot of your life experiences to your family and what they can do if they ever got in some of your positions before and tell and you can guide them through it? I was always curious about that. Thing. I got And that would build a very strong bond to a father and son relationship too. Yeah, that's my twin. That's my twin right there. Um, you bring him to the studio a lot? Yeah, no. My son is actually in the military though. Oh wow. So he gets free time. He come down to check. Oh wow! Well, that's very good, man. And then it also shows too, like how how much of a good dad you are too, because like, wow, the military—that's that's a big role right there. Yeah, long, yeah, long, 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 Snoop Dogg and shit. We, um, we did a rock album too. Call me, brother. 
I gotta take you off the phone. I use the bathroom real quick. Oh yeah, no worries. I can edit that part out. Hold it, hold it, hold on. Yeah, no worries. Oh yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, yeah. you were talking about uh the rock album that you guys did. Yeah, that was a dope. That was a dope uh, idea. Um, actually, we um, my man Lazy Lazy came up with the idea. So um, yeah, they wanted he wanted to make the band. Um, damn, what the fucking name was? Uh, fuck it. Get the name, man. Massive, massive something. I forget the name. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they want they want to, um, they started it off with some of our colors, and they want to go back in there and finishing it up. And did you guys acquire a bunch of new, uh, was, it, was the band called Shiner Massive? Yeah, Shiner Massive. Yeah, thank you, bro. You oh. helped me out. <laughs> Don't worry, Ooh. my G. Um, that's, that's my boys. That's why I can't, I can't shit on them, man. I gotta make sure I can do props. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, did you guys, did you, with that album, the rock album, too, did you guys get like a bunch of new fans that never knew any of your old stuff? It's like we were fans. Oh, yeah. Of oh, yeah. New fans, yeah. And, uh, no, just a lot of, a lot of, we make aggressive music, so. Yeah, we got, we got new fans. Not only that, we got a lot of, uh, a lot of show requests to go on the road with the band. So we actually went on the road with Shiner Massive with the Lincoln Park tour and after that. Okay. Uh, so it did open a lot of doors for us. And uh, were, were you guys getting a lot of comparisons uh, before, uh, I mean, sorry, after Annie Up with the rap rock comparisons too? Because that single right there, Jesus Christ, I play that when I'm getting ready to fight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, man, thank God, man. We all this shit just come together, man. Man, we we just actually we had a um, on all our um all our joints like well a lot of our projects we had um we had songs we had like um rock, like uh hard instruments like uh like live guitars and shit like we had the first one called uh, Rugged Never Smooth the original was like a rock beat and oh. then we did a um. Yeah, on handle your business. We did handle your business. The original to that is like a rock, a rock, like electric guitar, rock joint. You know what I mean? So we we always had that element in our in our in our music from day one. Yeah, um, because you said yeah. you're a music lover too. I'm a music lover as well. What's your favorite rock or alternative metal band? I can't tell you that, man. Don't make me lie to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love the real. Uh, I know them shit on sampling. Let me see. Uh. I fuck with, I like Pink Floyd. I like fucking, um... Oh, wow. See, you, you probably can Yeah, I like, I like certain shit. I like Doors. Oh, I like, wow. I like old shit. Yeah, old shit. I ain't into, um... I can't tell you exactly. I know good songs when I hit them. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You Like, you probably would know the fucking bad name word for word. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, actually... I, I, if it was rap, yes. Rock, I'm not too familiar with. But if it was like, like, oh, if it was like, well, I know, I know, I know, the, I know, I know the good songs when I hear them shit. Oh, okay. like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Doors. Wow, I never would have expected that from you. Wow. I may have to check out the Doors now. I ain't got a front. Yeah. Oh, Doors. Shit, man. You know why? Because some of they, most of their beats are like fucking hip hop beats, man. It's like hard fucking hip hop beats. So, so yeah. 
I like a lot. I like a lot of good shit. I even like fucking man. I like fucking uh, what's this fucking what's this thing? I listen to all type of shit. What's this fucking? I like I like fucking uh, Lenny Kravitz, man. What's <laughs> all type of shit, bro? Hey, Lenny Kravitz, wow. Lenny Kravitz, that fucking, yeah, that number seven, what's the name of this album? Six or seven, something like that? Yes. The album was crazy. Yeah, I listen to all type of shit, bro. Um, it's funny how you brought that up. I don't know why, but every time people bring up Lenny Kravitz, I just think of that Jay-Z song uh, with him, Guns N' Roses. You actually... Nah, um, before that. Nah, before that. that oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, I know. Like Lenny Kravitz way back then, not not in a the two thousand. A lot of hip hop, a lot of hip hop, hip hop has got onto him for the Jay Z song. But before that, man, that fucking album, he had a song where he's talking about what caught me was the song about his about his mom, and it reminds me of my mom because his mom's Caribbean, my mom's Caribbean. So you know what I mean? The songs go, uh, you're like, tell me, mama. Uh, oh, man, I know that song. song. He used to hit me so fucking hard, man. So I want to buy that album that he had. I want to get away on it and all type of shit. So me and my son, me and my son used to listen to that shit. Wow. I just come to my hood playing that shit. They're like, what the fuck are you playing? <laughs> like, this is Lenny Kravitz. You know I mean? Yo, this the shit right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's just good music, man. Sometimes you got to get away from rap. You know what I mean? To clear your head. Yeah. To get back to it, you know? And it also expands your plus, mind, too. I, yeah, I sample a lot of shit. I get ideas. Get ideas from it, you know what I mean. So it makes you think, it makes you more creative, like you said. And um, when you're a sampling too, you don't have to g give away any secrets. But I, but I'm curious for a producer, do you listen to a lot of overseas music and just to find certain sounds? I listen to every fucking thing, anything. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, so, see, I had a bad habit too. I used to sample a lot of shit, and then when it's time to, uh, like later on. Like, sometimes the label would be like, what did you sample? What, what is this that you sample? Uh, and then, I didn't used to write down the samples back there. I used to sample the shit, just throw them over shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know it was hot. Now I know the shit. Yeah, yeah, now I know. That's how that's how deep I was into it. I, I just go through any fucking record I find from shit. I never was big on record shopping. Like, some people go record shopping. Like, I tried it once or twice, you know what I mean? But you don't feel like carrying all that shit. <laughs> but you, I know, I know some producers like a Marco Polo that will go and take a trip just to just to go record shopping, just just to be in Japan and go record shopping. You know what I mean? Just go somewhere foreign and buy the records. You know, find some rare samples from out of, out of the country. You know, and I'm, I'm with that or whatever. I right? still win. Records you don't want, give me a Marco. I use them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever records you don't want. But man, give me stacks of records too. I know I'm not gonna use the same shit that he's used. I'm not stupid. I ain't stupid like that. You know what I mean? I would use it. I, I use different shit. Yeah. But it's like sometimes they won't hear what I hear. Just like I won't hear what they hear. You know what I mean? Yeah, because producers have way more advanced ears than the average yeah. listener. Yeah, you you hear shit different. So they they like they will hear shit different than I hear it. And if I if I heard it the same way they did, I, I would I would disrespect it and try to use the same shit they use. That shit is just. Corny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have you um ever went digging in your own vault and found a beat that was on cassette and transferred it over to CDI quality and used it before? No, then? I didn't. No, I didn't. But yeah, I got a bunch of shit in my house that I gotta go through. That I play once in a blue, I'll be like, yo, I gotta put this, put this to the side. So yeah, I got a box of shit. I got a, uh, got a box of stuff that that I can tap back into. You know what I mean? Or it's just it'll be for some people to hear it, for the fans to hear it. I can only well, imagine. Uh, <laughs> There's probably so much jewels in that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd be like, yo, whatever happened to this? You know, <laughs> maybe something that we started and never finished it. Um, well, Fame, um, I don't want to take up most of your time. Um, this is a question that I ask every one of my guests at the end of each episode. And the reason why I ask the each guest this is because no individual can ever answer this question the same. Okay. Do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? That words for anybody that does what? For somebody in a dark place, like they're in a dark place mentally or emotionally, and they're trying oh, to see the light. And that's very true, too, because there is somebody else that's sick that would need that. You're right, right. So you get the fuck out of that dog spot, man. And if you so need... You gotta do everything to... Do everything to stay... Do everything to keep yourself happiness. Can't nobody make you happy like you. If, it ain't no, if you can't make yourself happy, you can't, can't nobody else make you happy. You know what I mean? That's a fact. So you, gotta get out, you, gotta do, you gotta do whatever you do to make yourself feel happy, whether it's jogging, you take a walk, or you love music, or you, whatever you do. You can't, you know? It's like, enough is enough. How, how long are you gonna beat yourself up? And and if you guys are in a dark space, I advise everybody go listen to Fame's verse on You Don't Know Remix and the zip code one, two, three, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do that. Yeah. Um, fame. Uplift yourself, man. Stay positive. Fuck all the bullshit, because the bullshit gonna be there. Come, it's for life, man. Shit happens. But how long you wanna sit like that? You know what I mean? Get the fuck out of there. It's like what Fame said you only have the power to make yourself happy. That's right, that's right. Um, is there anything that you like to plug in, Fame, before I let you go? Uh, just look out for that, the um, Price of Fame. Sean Price, Little Fame, Price of Fame. Project is dropping next month. Look out for the Billy Dance Project. It's called uh, Baker's Dozen. And we out here, man. We still pushing. And with that being said, this is another classic episode featuring a very humble legend, Little Fame of MOP. Thank you, brother. <laughs>